New Marketing for Your Small Business Podcast. Delivering the latest opportunities in marketing to help your small business grow and prosper in a digital world. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the New Marketing for Your Small Business Podcast. We've got a great show lined up for you today. It's kind of one of those two-part shows. We couldn't, we didn't have one topic that was big enough for the whole show, so we're going to give you two great topics today. But let's kick things off by introducing ourselves. My name is Luke Porter from Moving Tree Media. I am William Schultz with uh, Vivid Concepts Media. And I would say, Luke, I think even though they're two separate topics, they kind of under the same umbrella in terms of things that are new, right? That's true. What we're focusing on today is updates and specifically updates that Meta has made to its system of products. So I think we'll kick things off first with just the updates that they've made to Instagram Reels. Yeah. That's and something they've been working a lot on lately. Yeah. And, you know, quite honestly, Luke, I, I don't have a whole lot of uh, um, understanding of I don't need, didn't even know we had some new updates. Maybe I've been using stuff and didn't know about. So, uh, you know, quite honestly, I'm actually eager to ask you some questions and learn more about this for myself. Um, and I think this will be great for the audience. Great content because we'll be learning about this together. So, you know, tell me, Luke, like what are some of these updates that uh, that Meta has made to Instagram Reels recently? So I narrowed it down to the top five for us to talk about today. They've made a lot more than five, but some of these are those really tiny little quality of life button uh, updates. Like, hey, we added a new button on the screen here. I want to focus more on the big ones. So the first one is that they've made new text and font changes. Now, that may not sound like a huge update, but for people that are using that text to speech, because... A certain percentage of the audience is going to watch the videos with the sound off. That's been proven time and time again. The estimates are all across the board, but I think a good rule of thumb is about a fourth of your audience is going to have that sound off. So when you are talking to them, you want to have some text on the screen so they can follow along with what you're saying. And in the past, it was just one basic font is all that Instagram would provide. And it didn't even have like an outline around the letters. So if you had white letters and you were in a bright spot outside, you couldn't even read the darn stuff. So then you had to go use a third-party app or a third-party tool to get it looking right. But Instagram's finally updated this. So now not only do you have a wealth of different fonts to choose from, you have different styles, you have ways of making it look good, whether you're in a dark environment, a light environment. And they updated their text-to-speak engine a little bit more too. So it's smooth and it recognizes your voice it gets things right in my experience about 95 percent of the time has a little trouble with names and places but as far as just standard someone talking to the camera it does a great job with that and it really can give your videos more of your personality too because not everyone wants the same font on their videos people want to be more unique to their audience and what they're talking about so that's the first thing the next thing is drafts So when you are making a video, a lot of times you don't, you're not in the right spot to publish it right away. Maybe this is something you're recording multiple days of content for, and you want to be able to save stuff for further down the road. Previously, you could see all of your drafts, but it was hard to tell which one was which, especially if a lot of your videos use the same setting. Maybe it's you in your office. It's a lot of work to go through 12 different drafts and be like, oh yeah, which one was I talking about my new client? I got to watch all 12 of these to find the right one. Now they're letting you sort those, they rename them, schedule them, makes the whole process smoother. So Luke, real quick, um, so are we saying that you can have drafts that will reside on the um, Instagram platform that you can kind of 
pick and choose from. So it's almost becoming maybe like a editor editing platform. Yes, absolutely. And that's one of the huge things with that's kind of a common theme among all these updates is Facebook doesn't want you using all these other apps to create your content. They want to pull all of that right into Instagram to make it easier for people. So these drafts are a part of that. It's they always kind of had them, but they just made it way, way better. So it's more robust. Like, for instance, I use uh, I think I use the captions or CapCut. I think one of those apps on my phone. I do all my my, you know, captions on there. Um, One thing I do like about that app, sometimes it'll even give me my topics, my hashtags and all that right there. Um, But everything resides there and I can copy the transcript and stuff. So what you're saying is that um, Meta and Instagram, they're starting to move towards that direction of having everything in house. Yes. And I think. Part of this is a response to those types of apps that are taking some attention away from Meta. And part of it, like we've talked about before, Meta wants to compete with TikTok. Yeah. TikTok is still an absolute giant and Meta needs to make their platform attractive to these creators. That's that's so interesting. I, I didn't even know. And, you know, I post to Instagram, you know, probably three or four times a week. I post a reel. So great information, man. And the uh, it's funny you brought up the the suggestions for topics and hashtags. That's something I wasn't going to bring up today because it hasn't rolled out to everyone yet. But to a small percentage of Facebook's audience, they actually do have these AI features that are coming out that will suggest topics, hashtags. It'll even help with some image filtering and creation and text overlays. So that that is coming. And we can cover that in a future episode once that rolls out more. Very cool. What else? So what are the other ones? Sorry, I interrupted. No, no, no problem. So another one is just more photo filters. So for the longest time, Instagram kind of had the same set of photo filters and some creators would kind of find their favorite that they would use every time. That's where after you record a video or shoot a photo, you swipe and find the different filters. And there hasn't been a whole lot of change to the filters over the years, but Facebook is finally adding more filters. They added at least a dozen new ones. This is going to help people again, make their videos and photos more in line with their brand, more personalized, more of their personality can come through in these things. So even though it's a small change from a creator perspective, it's an important change. There are some more updates, right? That was three. I got two more for you, man. One is uh, a search function for the camera roll. This is kind of like those drafts. Like, how do I find the right draft that I was working on? For your camera roll, now it'll actually be able to search through your old clips and your old photos. So if you want to call back to something like, hey, a year ago, I was talking about how I was working on getting this new client. And if you want to show that clip from a year ago, it'll be far easier for you to search and find it than rather having to try to scroll through thousands of clips and listen to each one to find the right one. It's it's using AI to search the text that you said or the your voice from those old videos converted to text to be able to search through those and find that content to be able to repost it. Wow. So it's almost it's almost like uh, AI can categorize your old content or your old clips or any clips on your phone. And then they can, you can repurpose those. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't categorize them as much as just being able to search for them, search for those specific keywords, even whole phrases. Wow. That's like super cool and scary at the same time, right? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And then the last big update is just more editing tool changes. 
to, again, try to make it so people aren't relying on these third-party video editing tools. What Meta has brought into the Instagram editor is the ability to scale your videos, rotate your videos, crop your videos. Just those three things you weren't able to do before. People had to go to these other tools just for those simple video editing tools. And then also an undo button. It's kind of amazing that in this, this day and age, Instagram's editor didn't have an undo button. You'd think that would be standard and it wasn't. So they have added those tools just to make everything more user-friendly. Interesting. So, so why are these updates important for reaching new audiences then? Well, I think one thing that's important to remember about how meta functions, about how the algorithm functions, is that if you are using the newest tools, Facebook gives you a boost. They reward you for using the newest tools by showing your stuff to more people. There's been all sorts of different studies that every time there is a change to the algorithm, when people adopt that change, when they use the new photo filters, the new text, the new tools, Facebook will sometimes double the reach of those videos. So I think that's the biggest reason why you should use these new updates to find new people. So do you think also like, and this is probably a little social media nerdum, but do you think that, you know, you'd mentioned about Facebook meta wanting to keep people on the platform, right? Um, do you think that that's also a way for them to, uh, you know, go back to their shareholders or their advertisers and say, hey, we got more people on the platform. We're competing with TikTok. Uh, we can justify certain costs. Absolutely. Obviously, some of these co- these changes are not cheap for them to implement. But if they say, hey, now we have, you know, X number of thousands of creators using our video tools instead of another company's video tools, that's something the shareholders can feel good about. So I think you're on the right track there. Yeah. And I think for the people out there listening, why that's important um, is, you know, it keeps Meta, Instagram, Facebook, and let's even say WhatsApp, because anybody that's an avid user, the, the Meta tools or platforms are seeing, they're they're pretty much shoving uh, WhatsApp down our throat now, right? Um, what that's doing is that's at least showing us as creators and, and that Meta's still interested in having a platform with robust uh, tools with a robust community and and they want to continue to grow and build. So kind of it's 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 in our best interest as creators to see these platforms continue to want to evolve and continue to want to grow and to continue to want to compete with each other. Because let's be honest, before TikTok, it felt like Meta and and as a whole or Facebook and Instagram as a whole, they were becoming a little more stagnant, right? And they were really starting to have a stranglehold over the content that people could see. And it was really starting to become about your followers. TikTok introduced this interest-based algorithm and it's kind of changed the game. So uh, it's great for us creators to know that these platforms are continuing to evolve and push the envelope. Yeah, well said, absolutely. And it's nice to have that option now to, when you make a certain type of video in TikTok, to be able to go and make that same type of video on Instagram without jumping through all these hoops. Yeah, absolutely. So how can these updates help creators create more content? I think it really streamlines the process. It makes everything so much faster to be able to do everything all in one app, especially capturing those, we'll call them in the moment videos, just those really authentic things that you can only capture once, something that you don't have to set up over and over again. If you are capturing this very special in the moment video, you have all the tools in one spot to edit that, to get it out. And you and I are big fans of Gary Vaynerchuk, 
And one of his cornerstones of what he talks about is the more content, the better, the more high quality content, the better. And being able to make everything more streamlined is just going to let you make more content. Absolutely. And I think what's nice about this is when we say high quality, we're talking about subject matter, right? Or the way that the subject matter is communicated. And I think what's nice about this is, you know, if you're creating everything in the same, you know, in the same area, it's going to make it easier for you to distribute this content as well. Um, Because you've seen Facebook has a planner and um, you know, and, and this kind of will transition to our second half, but there's a lot more opportunities and capabilities that Facebook and Meta are, are creating uh, with these updates. Yeah, and actually, let's let's make that transition because there's a lot that I want to learn about this. So Meta has been acting more as a CRM. And, you know, actually, before I ask about that, we should cover what is a CRM? How would you define it? You know, for us that have, have grown up in sales, like I'm a sales guy, my background is in sales. Um, and typically when you're in a company, you work with something called a CRM, which is a, a customer relationship manager. It's a software that helps you keep track of your clients, keep track of your, your leads, keep track of what we call your sales pipeline, right? Um, and what it does is it will hold information like, you know, contacts, you know, so your emails, your phone numbers, your place of business, um, you'll allow you to rank somebody like an A, B, or C, A being like somebody you closed, B being somebody like you're close, close to closing, C being somebody maybe you just made initial contact with, and you can kind of go in these CRMs and you can put your notes in there and you can kind of gather information to qualify leads. And it, it kind of helps people, uh, salespeople stay on track and kind of identify what their sales pipeline is and what could, that could potentially mean for, for sales and growth. And it can kind of help you keep track of a revenue. Uh, you know, it's kind of like a way to, to do two things, track your, your, your clients, potential clients and create some key performance indicators out there and track, you know, if what you're doing is, is worth your time and, and, and efforts. Yeah, that's a great summary of that. And so how does that fit into the Facebook or the meta business suite? Yeah, man. So, you know, honestly, a couple months ago, maybe like two or three months ago, I was doing some some um, uh, uh, ads for one of my clients. And then I saw that the lead center kind of changed. So and you, when you go in and, and just for you guys listening, this is specific to Meta Business Suite. So this is not something you can find just on Instagram alone. This is not something you will find on your personal Facebook page. You have to have a business page. And then you have to have your business page connected to your Instagram page. Now you can post and, and, and you can gather information, um, sales data and marketing data from Instagram, but everything has to be connected in the meta business suite. So that's to start out. So what happens is you can create an ad. So for instance, I did an ad for a client recently um, and what it, I did an ad which was for forms. So when somebody clicks on the ad, they fill out a form. They leave their name, their number, um, and their email address, right? And this ad was for an ins uh, auto insurance, okay? And so what happens is once somebody inserts that information, clicks, you know, done or whatever, submit, that now goes into the Facebook CRM and Facebook will start keeping track of that customer for you. And you can start putting notes in there. You can start ranking the lead if it's a hot lead, you know, you know, if it's a cold lead, you know, the sales status. And you can really start to use Facebook 
the business suite as an actual uh, CRM now with your clients that you get off of uh, Facebook. Now, not only does it just work for Facebook ads, something that I noticed recently is that if you start having people comment on some of your content, and again, this is from a, a business page, not your personal page. But if you have somebody, if you start to have some back and forth dialogue on a, on a on a comment on a post or even on an inbox, Facebook will automatically put them into the CRM or what they call the lead uh, the lead center. So when you go into MetaSuite on the left hand side, there's going to say something that says all tools. You click on all tools, and then it's going to have lead center. You click on lead center, and all of this information is in there. That sounds amazing. So how how would you recommend that someone learn how to use this? I'm guessing it's not it's not just immediately apparent. Uh, from my past experience with Business Suite, it can be a little confusing. You know, Business Suite is clunky, right? Just like most things on Facebook. And you know, one thing with Facebook and Meta where where they they do struggle sometimes is right when you get used to something, they change it. Change it. It's kind of like I don't know if anybody's a Costco shopper, but you know, Costco you'll they'll have a product there that you fall in love with, and then six months later, just gone, right? And you're like, what the hell, you know? And sometimes they they never carry it again, and sometimes they just put it in a different spot, right? And so that's kind of how how Facebook operates, where you don't know if they completely remove this tool or did they just put it in a different spot. So. For, for for this sake, I would say to use it, just go into the lead center, right? And when you go into the lead center, you're going to you're going to just kind of there's a couple different options. So I, I'm on it right now. So as we're talking, I'm going to go into my all tools, right? And I'm going to go into the lead center here. What happened when you go into the lead center, it'll have all of your contacts that you've gotten from either an ad or from a um, just your organic posts. OK, people engaging on your post. And what I would say is just start clicking on things, start looking at those. You can change it from a pipeline view to a um uh, to a, a, a basically a table view in pipeline view they have different categories you have in progress you got people that are interested or you got people that you won and then when you when in sales when you win somebody that means you got a sale from them you can also add your own stage you can also add your own um you know your own notes here's the last thing I'll say about this is something that I do is I use an outside um, app called Zapier which is an automation app. So you can now take these leads in Facebook that are coming through your lead center and you can automate that to populate maybe um, into a spreadsheet, uh, you know, a Google sheet, or you can spread it into MailChimp and have MailChimp start sending these people emails as soon as they fill out the form. So there's a lot of different ways uh, you can attack this. But in the basic form, I would say just go in there and just start clicking around and seeing how it works. So actually, I'm curious, how are you using it personally? Yeah. So what I think for me on the most basic level, now there's a massive rabbit hole people can go down with automation and Zapier and all that stuff. But for me, let's just say from a basic level, um, uh, give an example. This week, I hosted an event um, in conjunction with a nonprofit organization where we brought um, a, a bank, a bank that's doing um, business loans to BIPOC and women owned businesses. Um, they're rolling out a program to really kind of help that community, that underserved demographic. So I created an ad for that event that people had to fill out to attend. Once somebody filled that ad out, we get their contact information. So from that ad, we ran two weeks, spent like 150 or 200 bucks on ads. We got 40 contacts. 
right? So now for me personally, I have 40 contacts. Now the, uh, the, the, um, the initial um, reason for using this CRM was to gather the contact information. I can go in there and take all that contact information and send out updates on the event, updates on the, uh, you know, um, um, the confirmations. And then now I can take this contact information. I can run it to my, to my outside CRM outside of, uh, uh, Meta Business Suite and into MailChimp. All right. And then I can start creating when I have drip ads for that specific. So let's say in my, I labeled it BIPOC business owners or BIPOC and women owned business owners. When I create mailing campaigns, email campaigns that talk about businesses or business loans, because I also have a real estate business, I can market directly to those and start a drip campaign with that. Yeah, that sounds really powerful. And I think any marketers or small business owners that are listening, the wheels are probably already turning on how they could use that for their own business. And actually, I'll put you on the spot. Just one more question. Give us an example. How could this help a different kind of business than, than yours? Yeah, I think I think what 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 we kind of struggle with as business owners is knowing who's interested in our products or our services and, you know, not knowing how to reach them. Right. Um, I think what's interesting about when we look at this platform and you go in there, like it will literally show you people you've been like engaging with in comments. And, and it's on you to say if they're because Facebook is going to be like, hey, this is a lead. Sometimes it's not a lead, but on the cases that it is, or somebody's like interested, like you do drone footage, right? You you might post someone to your cool drone footage. If somebody starts asking you questions, where did you film that? What kind of drone do you have? That could be a potential lead, right? And so I think what it helps is it organizes our communication. It label gives you the opportunity to label your communications and really start to tap into your ecosystem of your social media account, all right? And again, not your personal account, your business account. You know, quite honestly, Luke, and this is a little bit off topic, but what I did see in here as I was playing around with it uh, in preparation for our podcast today, is there a section that you can click on that says contacts or, or marketing messages? I think now they're allowing us to market, send messages, to our people in our that follow our page. I haven't gone down that rabbit hole. I just kind of looked at it real quick. But I think now you're seeing if I create contacts from an ad or from, or I create leads from organic reach, I think that's going to allow Facebook to qualify somebody as a person that you can start to message directly on the platform. That is awesome. I think that is such a great marketing tool. That's probably something a lot of our listeners can make good use of. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I when I work with clients on marketing and I do some consulting, I, I think my thing to them is once you have somebody's name, email address, and phone number, you not you have to enter them into your what I call your ecosystem. And your ecosystem has to be your social media, it has to be your drip campaigns through emails. And it may be in some of my clients' cases, the direct mail, where you get their address, physical address, and you start sending direct mail. Um, there's text messaging now where you can market through text. So you just got to keep yourself relevant. When somebody thinks of social media marketing, I want them to think of Vivid Comsense Media. I want them to think of Moving Tree Media. When somebody thinks of like, who's like, if, if somebody's on Facebook and they see a buddy say, hey man, I'm looking for a drone videographer. I want them to think of Luke immediately because they've seen him post. 
They've gotten emails from him showing that his his most latest um, uh, uh, um, demo reel of some cool stuff he's been working on. You want people in your ecosystem. And I think this creates that opportunity to get them in that ecosystem and get them labeled, get them identified. And you can just start attacking them. And not to the point where you're annoying, but just where the point to where you stay on top of mind. Yeah. And I I mean, studies have shown that as well, where in order to close a sale, you need to have at least seven touch points, seven points where they've heard from you, they've gotten an email from you, they've gotten a text from you, they've seen your content on Facebook, you know, whatever those touch points are, that's not necessarily annoying someone because they can always choose to not follow you. They can always choose to unsubscribe from those emails, but people need those touch points in order to make a decision, in order to be reminded, because we're all so busy, and in order to trust you. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, real quick question, like I'm sure because you have the toy business and we talked about that. I, I got to imagine it's really important for you guys to continue to have continued engagement and conversations, digital conversations or communications with your with your clients. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's not just about posting the latest product. If we only did that, we would not be successful. It's about posting all these other things that are relevant to the products we sell all these other ways to give value to our audience that keep us top of mind and that keep people following us and commenting on our stuff and coming back to our store when they do need one of our products absolutely so kind of wrapping this up guys i think you know when we when we look at the first segment of this when luke was talking about the updates to reels and then we talk about this this uh, this crm and that that comment that he just made about how important it is to have relevant information and content Instagram or Meta is making it, I should say Meta is making it easier for us to create video content in Reels. And it's also making it easier for us to track engagement, track potential clients, and track potential sales. So all in all, it's creating an opportunity for us to grow, um, develop, um, and start businesses right on social media platforms where you might not even need a, a website if you're just starting out or maybe at all maybe it's just something you're just that's your 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 home is is meta so uh good stuff luke i'm I'm glad we came up with this topic today and as we always do we like to talk about projects that uh we're working on why don't you share with us something that you're excited about or something that you worked on recently i'm working on a new website for a project sponsored by the Minnesota Department of Agriculture. It's a bunch of local agencies working together. It's called the Root River Field to Stream Project. There's an old website up right now. The new website, I'm still in the draft phase. But basically, there's all these monitoring stations in southeast Minnesota checking on water quality so that we can test different stuff that farmers are putting in the soil. How does that wildlife down the line? because everything soaks into the ground. It goes through various you know, aquifers and streams and rivers and trickles through the soil. And how does that affect the environment? So not only is the Department of Agriculture tracking this information, but they're actually making it public. They're actually showing the data from every tracking station so that all of these different farmers and farming agencies and other government agencies can all have the same shared body of data that they can use to make informed decisions about. So my job as a web developer is to make that easy to use, easy to view, easy to consume, and easy to share. So I am probably going to be finished with the websites in March or April of next year. But so far, it's going great, and I'm excited to keep working on it. 
Uh, so it's it's a big project. I mean, it's, couple, it's taken several months to put this together then. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So how about you? What have you been working on? Uh, so I would say the the one thing that I did recently, um, I ran a, a, a ad campaign for uh, an insurance uh, company that I do marketing for, which is a Garai and Associates here in uh, Egan, Minnesota. And it was uh, the first campaign we did with for them. And it was a successful campaign. I think with a couple hundred bucks, we generated like, man, I want to say like 15 leads or something like that. And why that's significant is in their business, they pay for web leads, right? Um, and these web leads can be anywhere between seven to $10 a lead, and they're cold typically. But what's nice about these Facebook leads and what I was able to show the client was these are warm leads because when you call them back within, you know, let's say 24 hours, really probably two hours of them filling out the form, they've already clicked on your, your post or your ad. They're looking for insurance, car insurance. And so they're a warm lead. They're not like, why are you calling me? I know I didn't click on this. They already know. So really successful campaign. And I think a lot of insurance agents are missing the opportunity to grow their business on uh, social media like Facebook. Um, and I know a lot of people try to ads and say, oh, they don't work, but you just have to have the right content. You also have to be willing to fail. Um, with ads, it's like work being in a laboratory and mixing different chemicals and seeing what's going to actually explode and work. Um, so I was really happy that that worked out. Uh, that client's also my girlfriend too. So had it not worked out, uh, there might've been some uh, some issues at home as well. <laughs> That's awesome. And what a great example of kind of the stuff we were talking about today as well. And like you said, it's so important to experiment with those ads because it's a combination of the headline and the text and the image or video and the link that you're sending them to. So you got at least four different things in the mix there. And sometimes it's the right combination of those things that actually does the trick. So you got to be willing to try a few different times and fail, like you said, and just keep testing these things to figure out what works for your audience. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I will take us home then. We appreciate you listening. We hope that this information was useful for you on the updates to the Reels platform, on the CRM stuff. More than anything, I just want you to go out and try it. Just don't take our word for it. Go try it out for yourself. See if it works for your business and for your customers and have a little fun with it. And so this is the new marketing for your small business podcast. If you type that into Facebook, you'll find our Facebook group. You'll find us on YouTube. The video version and the audio version is on Spotify, Google Podcasts, which by the way, Google Podcasts is going away. Google has this tendency to shuffle the products around and change things. So that's going to get swallowed up by YouTube into youtube podcast but we'll be there through that transition as well and we're also on the apple uh, apple podcast platform, yes so. well thank you guys and thank you luke i uh we record we're recording this here around the holiday season so we'll wish everybody a, a happy holiday man yes happy holidays everyone thanks for listening thank you